This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to A Real Man Wood Podcast. This is Chris Liss, your host. I'm joined, as usual, by my co-host, Dalton Del Don of Yahoo Sports. So we went three and two. Could have been worse. Could have been a lot worse. What else is going on in your life, man? How you doing? Well, I'm doing okay. It's a Halloween. I'm going to take the kids uh, trick-or-treating here in a couple of hours. I'm sure this will air after that, obviously. Uh, what about yourself? Do you have any plans for that? I'm sure, obviously, uh, the main question everyone on everyone's mind is, what are you dressing up as? Retweeted this Werner Herzog. You know who Werner Herzog is? Yeah, the director? Of course, of course, of okay. course, of course. Yeah, he, he had a tweet awesome. that said, Best the self... He showed a picture of himself, and he said, this is my costume. The self is but a mask. So I like that. That's what I'll go with. Yeah. So you're going as a, an act, a serial murderer, basically. The self uh, is but a mask. And I tweeted out, yeah. real man removes the mask, shows up with the scariest costume. Yeah. Shows the true self, you're, takes or removes the self. Be- it would be truly terrifying to unveil what is the, the layers beneath <laughs> your beneath you. But. Exactly. So uh, <laughs> what else? Uh, no, I don't, I don't give a shit about Halloween. I think it's stupid. I mean, it's not stupid for kids. It's fun for kids. Adults who get into that, you know, there's something wrong with that. I, I feel like there's it's like don't get into it if you're. I, I I hated. You know, it doesn't matter now because I'm old and I have a kid. But when I was like in my 30s. 20s and I was single in LA and it was like you go to the party and you're like dude you got to get a costume I'm like fuck really I got to get a costume <laughs> you know yeah it's, it's like annoying. come on really sure. I don't want to get a costume it's just a pain in the ass I just want to yeah, get my drink on I just want to hang out yeah, I don't want to get a costume I don't want to I hate that kind of thing you know like oh you got to get a costume it's like when someone has a wedding and like you know oh, it's black tie you got to get a tux oh, I got to get a tux seriously I got to get a tux for I, this thing. Uh, I totally agree. I'm the same way. And it's not like I want to, I'm trying to be a downer and I'm against it. Like I'm actually all for it. Not just, you know, the, whatever the scantily clad women, I'm all for it. You know, everyone likes up. that. But Everybody I'm, likes I'm, that I'm, though. And the women like that too. They like to show off, you know, they've been right. in the gym for a while and right. Of course. Um, but I'm just too lazy. Just like yourself. I, I just, yeah. Don't want to, it's a to do the whole to do, you know, here's how lazy I am. I don't even like wearing shoes with laces anymore. I will pretty much. I, I buy these Tom shoes that you can slip yeah, on, yeah. and it's just the greatest why, thing ever. Why do I want to deal with tying my shoes? Are shoes that it's like hard to get your foot in because there's the tongue and the laces? And you got to loosen them. Uh, who has time for that? Who has the energy for that? So my wife bought me what I can only assume is the same thing because there are Toms and there are no laces for yeah. me. Uh, but but they arrive via the uh, the mail, so they're a size like a half size too big, so they don't exactly fit. But I can absolutely tell that I would love them if they did fit. So. I'm going to request a pair that does indeed fit and going to go, sh- you know, no more shoelaces. I'm with you, Liv. It's just, just too much, man. It's too much to ask. So then you're trying to get me to get a costume? You got to be kidding me. You know, that's just yeah. right. well beyond my uh, ability. But, you know, Sasha's into it. She's going to be a scary unicorn or spooky. Uh, she corrected me, a spooky unicorn. I think there's a party Friday night at somebody's house. You can't really go trick-or-treating here. It's not like, a, it's not like the U.S. I don't, it's not big enough. There's a couple people do it. See kids walking down the street with costumes sometimes. 
Good deal. Um, what else has been going on? Uh, Red Sox winning the World Series. Uh, Ro- Rotowire's new pages I want to ask you about as well. I'm sure you don't care, uh, as usual, you don't give a shit about Boston or the you know, I hate, baseball. I hate the Red Sox. That's a, it's horrible that they won. <laughs> it's, it's, it's better than the alternative, though. It would have been uh, a horrible thing if the Dodgers won. Come equally on. bad. Been- equally bad. The Dodgers should be cursed for not letting their local audience watch. Because oh. I don't know if people know this, but you have to have Time Warner Cable to watch the Dodgers. You can't get them on DirecTV. And so if you want to watch football on Sunday Ticket and you want to watch the Dodgers, then you have to get two. You got to pay for two cable systems, and no one does that. So you basically have to choose. And, of course, I chose football. I'm not a Dodgers fan. I don't care anyway. And even on, like, the MLB package where you have every game, you, it would be blacked out. Yep. So I guess I you'd get a VPN, say. you know, but – Anyway, here it's funny because ever since I've been in Portugal, I can watch any Dodger game I want. But I already hated that team because I'm a Yankees fan, and I I watched. I actually went to one World Series game in the '80s, '81, and they they lost to the Dodgers that World Series and lost the game I went to. But I already hated the Dodgers. I hated them more being in LA. And then after this, I my second least favorite team in baseball. Um, yeah, Kirk Gibson hitting that homer in '88 is actually my first sports memory that I that I can. Remember, also the Dodgers, actually, I don't even live in L.A., and it annoys me, that situation with the cable, because on the MLB game mix, they don't show it. I mean, if you go to the game, it won't be blacked out, but because of that situation, it won't show it if I want to watch you know, eight games at once or whatever. But can only imagine if I were an actual fan and I living mean, in L.A. What a, what a slap in the disaster. face. I mean, what a joke. Just fix it. You know, I mean, it's just really it's an embarrassment. But it really, I mean, their fan base is going to be shrinking like crazy. But anyway, in 10 years, it's not going to make a difference because... The only people watching will just be gamblers and fantasy players anyway. Right. No, of course. That, that'll be an irrelevant problem soon enough. But, uh, yeah, anyway, it's an interesting series and, uh, yeah, kind of disaster how it ended with both those, those teams being there. But moving on, what, what about the Rotowire pages, man? You should definitely pimp those. Those, those look sick. Yeah, they're really good. Uh, our guy who designs the pages is just so good. He's a wizard. And you know, we have guys who work. Our tech guys understand fantasy. So if you – if I was like, he's like, let me know some feedback. I'm like, yeah, you know, you've got these rushing stats on the receiver pages. I don't, I was like, I'd put like red zone success rate. He's like, oh yeah, you know, that's totally right. I meant to do that. And like 10 minutes later, he sends me an updated version. It's got everything exactly as I described and better because he knows, right? He already knows. I don't have to explain it. It's not like just some tech guy who does tech. He understands exactly what we need. Uh, and he does fantasy baseball himself and, and knows, you know, in football. And so... It's just, they just look amazing. There's stuff like yards after the catch, yards after contact, air yards, all that stuff is there. Yeah, you got air yards in there. And, you know, uh, we ponied up for some stats and some advanced stats. One thing I've always appreciated about Rotowire, and I see that it's definitely there for this football, is I love the ability to click if I want to see their stats between weeks three and 10. And it's so simple, so simple to, to get that span. And baseball, it's so annoying, you know, trying to write about batting average over like a long span or whatever. So that's always been helpful. Yeah, I mean, it's really good if you're in the industry, obviously, and you want to easily, you know, it, it's, I also like ask for stuff that I want for myself when I do the magazine and I write up stuff because I'm always doing research. I'm like, ah, I wish I could find this. So that's like selfish, but it's just such a, it's not just that we have all the advanced stats, it's just the way they're displayed is so easy and so accessible and so intuitive. So the guy is just, he's a wizard and uh, the, uh, the site, it looks good. It looks good, I have to say, you know. Yeah, for sure. I encourage everyone to check that out. Um, I don't have too much more. You can, you can check it out for free, by the way, rotowire.com slash pod. It's a free 10-day trial. 
there you go. Um, I only have a two couple of random things to say about football before we get to the games. Uh, so Saquon Barkley, I just really enjoyed. Uh, he was mic'd up and on inside the NFL. Uh, this absolutely may mean nothing, but I just thought he seems like a really genuine good dude. And as a Giants fan, uh, I, I encourage you to actually watch that segment to get a chance. And also our guy, Devontae Parker, dude, did you watch him? I mean, if that guy's in a different situation and stayed healthy, he'd be what I mean, whatever, whatever. Everyone's so easy to say top, whatever. But he's sick, man. I mean, that guy's got the talent to be whatever. I mean, I mean, he just looks so, so good. I, and I, I, I remembered it at the time. Like, I have to bring this up on the podcast list. Yeah, he looked great in that game. He really did. He was very smooth, caught balls that were kind of thrown behind him. Osweiler didn't look bad, though. He actually dropped the ball in pretty nicely in a few plays. But Parker made catches, ran after the catch. He, he looked great. And it's, it's just like Adam Gase is like basically saying he has to force him to play him. It's just annoying. I get it. He's always hurt and whatever. It's just you and I have always ranked him higher than most and like consistently gone down the ship with him. It's just annoying that it's just that has really been there. It's not like it's just we, we were making something up, some unicorn. I mean, clearly the skills are there. Right. And he's shown flashes like this before. This kind of game he's had. It's just can he do it two games in a row? And Gase and mm-hmm. Joe Philbin, I mean, that, those aren't the coaches you really want to be playing for, but. Yeah, it would have been cool if he got traded. It was a little disappointing, the trade deadline. A couple guys got moved, but I want to see, like, Bell wind up somewhere and just clarify uh, that. Of course. I know. You know Is he going to just sit McCoy, out like, you know, just move McCoy to the Eagles or something. I, mean, I don't know. It, was just, it just seemed like the receivers moving, yeah, it, it freed up Cortland Sutton and Kenny Galladay. But otherwise, it's just not, it just didn't move the, the needle that much. Yeah, and that's a tougher position to learn midstream to a receiver. But yeah, by far the most exciting was freeing up Sutton. Um, yeah, and, and, and Galladay. Um, all right, so you want to get to the uh, to these games this week? Are we gonna uh, three and two? It could have been what one and four. At well, it could have been four. Week? It could have been four and one though, because the Bengals just yeah. totally collapsed. That was terrible. Yep. What was the yep. one that was just totally wrong? We have one that we had one that was just totally wrong. What was it? I put it out of my head. I think I put them all in my head. I'll, 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 I'll search it. I'll search yeah, for it. Yeah, it's probably uh, one of yours that was totally wrong. Oh, I highly doubt. Okay, so the one that was totally so the Giants, Seahawks. Oh, the Giants were totally. It was the Giants. For, Giants was totally wrong. Yeah, it was both we should ours. probably, I guess, stop going uh, to the Giants. But well, if this we week, to the this, guy week Twitter, this week, I think we'll go off the Giants. If we uh, listen to the guy on Twitter, though, you just bet against them every week, and, <laughs> yeah. and you'll be you'll be rich. So right, I, I love um, that. I love. I love. You know, it's it's so funny because the informed people about betting never say stuff like that it's fine it's okay to not be informed I mean, not everyone knows about this stuff but they'll be they'll say stuff like what's arizona done that you would ever bet on them it's like dude there's no <laughs> there's no team if you're new to this there's no team that has done so much or so little that you could or could not use them it's the spread it's 50 50 every <laughs> team's getting the amount of points based on what they've done and not done i mean this is like do you not understand the concept like dude i just don't see why you'd bet on the jets in arizona it's like because <laughs> because they're getting the points that reflect how badly they've been. Oh, I would, you know, what are you going to do? Just bet on the Rams and Chiefs every week? I mean, you know, it's like the, there's, it's the point spread. And, and the thing I love about uh, handicapping, and actually the XM show, football season has been so much more enjoyable for me. I used to get into wars. First, we got into wars with management over the fact that we uh, didn't want to take calls. And then <laughs> a couple of years ago, I went to this sort of remedial training thing that we all had to do in New York. And there were these um, marketing guys, their head of marketing guys came in and like, you know, gave us a bunch of pointers on being good hosts and all the stuff. And they're like, don't take, don't take user calls very often if you can. That's bad content. And I was like, yes, thank you. Thank you. So after fighting that war for like six years, I was finally vindicated. 
And then two years later, so now they're fighting so they the gambling war. Hold on. So the, produ- the producers listen to that, you're saying? They agree. No, no. Because that, that, of that. That, 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 not only do they listen to that, that, that's sort of a mandate from above. Like, they, right. not, not even, okay. you, could, right. you can take calls, but like, that's sort of like calling, like the whole show is a bunch of users just calling in. Like, they determined that was not good radio, and so vindicated. And then uh, the other one, I always wanted to talk gambling, and I always got yelled at, and it got, it got like, heated a couple times. Like, you know, they were pissed at me because I'm not supposed to do this, and I remember a fantasy channel, and we, we're here to talk fantasy. And now we just got an email being like, gambling, we want to talk more gambling, gambling's the thing, all this stuff. Awesome, and, I love and, it. And the so, thing is, like, so you come on, and you and I just talk super contest, right? We, like, make, we, we finalize our picks on, the, on your segment. I know you're not going to be on tomorrow because you're doing some BS with Yahoo, but I mean, you know, and it's just so, I don't know, liberating. Like, I just want to talk about the gambling. The fantasy is fine, and I'm happy to go there and break the game down that way too, but just to look at a game, first you look at the game as a game, then you look at it with the spread, and then once you get that out, then you think, okay, do I think they're going to score more or less than the spread or the over-under, you know, implies, and then you can start to say, okay, of those 23 and a half points they're projected for, you know, how's it going to be distributed among the players? But it's like a pyramid where at the top is just the game. And then like, you know, a little ways down is the spread. And then as you go down to the bottom, it's all the different players, like how they're going to basically connect into that implied total. But you always start with the game and then the spread. And to start with fantasy to me at the top is backwards. It's the least sort of integral. It's the most diffuse way of looking at a game. Yeah, for sure. Hey, I'm, I'm with you, Liz, man. Gay marriage, marijuana, gambling. Let's just legalize it all, man. Why, why is it taking so so long? Did you see actually the, the DFS, the, some some lawsuit actually in New York? There was yeah. a, yeah, hopefully that turns into nothing, but that could be could be something here. Here's, but, here's uh, the irony of this. Like, I understand like the dangers of, of DFS or gambling, and there's addicts and there's problems and all that shit. I understand it, okay? But the guy leading the moral crusade against DFS was like strangling women. I mean, the more pernicious threat, these are not the pernicious threats of society anymore. I understand that there's like a downside of DFS, like people could lose all their money or whatever. The companies sometimes market in a way that's kind of predatory and dishonest. But this is like small potatoes. And it doesn't even matter, actually, because the technology is already at the point where they're gonna, people are going to do this kind of thing. They've been doing it forever. Just fucking regulate that shit, tax it, and it's just it's just dumb that we're still in the dark ages here. Yeah, I know that you were skeptical, but the early things I've seen is the states that have allowed it. They've just been making a ton of money. So gambling uh, or yeah, DFS? A, uh, well, but, well, well, both. But I mean, gambling as well. The, 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 the gambling, the I'm skeptical things. because, and it's because what I saw at the conference was like they want a minus 120 rake on these things and. I, right. No, nobody is going to last with a minus one twenty rake. Nobody's going to s- sustain that. That business is a hit and run. It's kind of like crazy overpriced, shitty food in tourist areas. They're just trying to get somebody once because you're a tourist and you'll never go there again. Versus like a restaurant that's a local joint that gets repeat business. That's a good value and that has good food. Yeah. You know, the, the, you can't. This kind of business, you cannot. It, the scale that they want to do it, you can't sustain it with hit and run. Like, okay. Oh, we got these suckers to to bet at minus one twenty, and then at the end of the season they're broke. They're not coming back. You know, you, you cannot sustain. You need to have a business where a person who's okay at it can get better and win. But then there, are, it's just like DFS. Their dilemma is if if you start to you know have winning gamblers, 
You don't want them. That's not a business. A winning gambler is not a customer you want. That's somebody who's taking money from you and you're paying the operating costs of the business. Yeah, no, I mean, I absolutely understand that that model is not going to work. That The model, they're certainly not looking to repeat customers or tips that way if they keep the rake like that. But it's early returns, it seems to me that they're, they're making money. But you're right, it might, that might not be sustainable. But obviously with gambling, it is where it starts. I look at the spread first. And I inform my fantasy decisions based off that, and not, not vice versa. Over under, obviously, huge. Um, everyone uses that these days. But uh, let, speaking of which, let, let's talk about them and try to come up with five winners this week. So Thursday night, I will uh, actually be suffering through this game. Uh, it's already been articles titled "The Worst Primetime Matchup uh, in the History of the NFL," and that was before the Niners might have to turn to backup Nick Mullins. Although, as we record this, uh, Matt Barrows is reporting that C.J. Beathard is expected to play, mercifully. Niners minus three at home against Raiders. Who do you like, Liz? Well, I just see this line moving to two and a half. Uh, I took the Niners. I made this line six originally, but I wasn't thinking it through. Uh, I didn't realize Mullins was, pr- might play at the time, and I also was like, oh, it's a Thursday night home game, but then I didn't realize, oh, yeah, the Raiders, there's traffic, I guess, from <laughs> Oakland to San Francisco. But 30, 33 miles. 33 yeah, it's, miles. it's a lot of up. traffic, though. It's a very stressful yeah. commute. So there's that. And Oakland was at home last week, too, so it's not much. I mean, this is such a coin toss. I took the Niners. I think they're you know, the Raiders have the better quarterback, but the Niners are the better team, and they're at home. And I, I don't even want to analyze this. I'm not going to use it. I just yeah. I, I took the Niners, yeah. but I honestly went back and forth a couple times. Niners are really banged up. Uh, I took the points here, but I don't want to talk about any further either. Who knows? As you said, I've been getting the Niners wrong a lot this year, but we did get them right last week at least. But uh, yeah, let's move on. That was my best Uh, bet, but the way it happened was kind of crazy. uh, The way it happened. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Man, Rosen looked just miserable through three quarters. Yeah, but you know, they actually made three drives to come back, but Jermaine Gresham fumbled like on the 30-yard line for no reason on the second one, and they had to do it again, and they did. And Fitzgerald looked good, and, and Rosen was zipping the ball in, and that last touchdown was a perfect throw and catch. It was, yeah, it was, yeah. And the Niners, I mean, they got that one bomb to Goodwin. That was it. That was basically their whole game. God, how good does Goodwin look, though? If he had, if he was healthy, him and Jimmy G in that system, love it. But uh, see if that ever happens. Sunday, Sunday's games. Lions uh, getting four and a half in Minnesota. That that line has definitely moved. It, it opened. I, it says seven, but I mean, I, I tried to predict the lines myself this week and it was at six and a half right away at Sunday night. So that that's moving what down. Did, what did you predict? Did you predict or did you make your own line, which is two different things? Um, I predicted what I thought the line would be and I did not write them down. It was the first time I've done it, but um, this one, I, uh, I did not have it high enough. Actually. I, I, I had the, I sided with the lions here and I see that you're on the Vikings, correct? Yeah. I made this line six and a half. I thought the line would be seven. I thought I would be actually, on the uh, on the Lions because I thought it would be higher than my line, but uh, it w- it opened at five and a half and now it's at four and a half. So yeah, I uh, I guess I'm on the Vikings and I'm happy. I'm happy. I mean, at four and a half. I mean, that's like almost equal teams. Games in Minnesota. Minnesota's better offense, better defense. Give me the give me the favorite. Yeah, going down there, I, I could certainly see that. Kansas City minus eight in Cleveland. Yeah, where I had, I think it was eight. No, I have minus eight, yeah, actually. Uh, no, eight and a half was what the original line was. Maybe it moved to eight. I took the Browns. I think it's only a good thing that Hugh and Haley are gone. And yeah. Chiefs are on the road. Mayfield, I think he's got a puncher's chance against that defense. And I don't know. I just, out of principle, too. It's just a huge line on the road. Eight points, eight and a half points. So I, I took the Browns. 
Yeah, that would be a massive line if they were at home. Um, oh, the Chiefs just roll. and can't, I'm really disappointed in Mayfield and Landry is just getting a joke as yards per target. But that's just a massive, massive line on the road. So I, I took the points. Uh, Pittsburgh uh, plus three at Baltimore. That's obviously what this line was going to be all along. But uh, what would you lean toward this one? I actually think um, – Go ahead. I'll wait for you. Go ahead. What do you think? So I obviously thought the line would be three. I made it three and a half. I thought the Ravens, even though I got suckered, I went against my own number last week. I think the Ravens, they're annoying, and I hate Flacco, but I think they'll show up for this one, and I wanted to take them, so I made it three and a half and took the Ravens. Yeah, I don't love the fact that they've uh, already they already beaten Pittsburgh this year. Yeah, but, they beat uh, them in Heinz Field so, pretty soundly. Right. They're really good. At, um, they're they're good at home though, and after losing back to back games, I just feel like this is yeah. I, I laid the points here, but it's so frustrating that it's uh, it's tough to use because they'll probably end up winning by three. But I, I could I laid the points as well. Um, Tampa Bay getting six and a half in Carolina with Fitzmagic getting the start at QB. What what do you have there? Yeah, uh, this one. Oh man, I, uh, I I laid the points here at home, Carolina. I know normally this is not a team that I like to uh, say give up more than a field goal, but it looks so, so impressive, the resume at home this season. What about you, Liz? I took the Bucks. I, I don't think Carolina's defense is any good. They'll score a lot of points mm-hmm. on the Bucks, but I think the Bucks will move the ball and score on them, and it'll just be a back-and-forth game, and I, I want the six-and-a-half. Yeah, they uh, – yeah. Treating Baltimore at home last week was pretty impressive. Uh, I could see that, though. This map – you think, what, do you, what would you do? Would you start Fitzpatrick if you're a Tampa Bay? Um, I would for at least a couple games because we were talking about, I was talking about Jeff on the XM show. Like it's like, well, I mean, they're not going to get the play, get to the playoffs, and they need to see who Winston is. They got to make a decision on Winston, right? So like, they can't just not play Winston unless they've already decided. That seems kind of foolish considering he's suspended for three games and he played well last year. I mean, he's the first overall pick. You can't just give up, or you, you want if you're going to give up, you better be sure of it. So they need to, and Fitzpatrick's not the future, but, you know, there's also like a, the rest of the team. They have to see how management works. They have to see meritocracy in action. You, you know, the more you do stuff like that, like play the worst guy because you've got some decision. It's not played on a spreadsheet. This is a team. All these guys want to play and do their thing. So if the guy's playing way better and the other guy's throwing all these picks, at some point you got to just give the nod to the guy who's playing better. So what I would do is I would let him play for a while. If he's like out of his mind, I'd let him keep playing. But if he, you know, it comes down to earth, which you obviously will. Then I would like put Winston back in for the last five games and just give him an audition. Yeah, the more I, the more I've been thinking about it too, I've been moving Fitzpatrick up my my QB rankings uh, this week with a lot of quarterbacks have, have tougher matchups this week, like Rivers, Roethlisberger, um, even like Stafford, Ryan, and Watson. I think Rivers but, will be fine. I think Rivers will be fine. I think that uh, Roethlisberger has a tough matchup and. Somebody has a really – oh, it was, uh, Trubisky has a horrible matchup. At Bills is, is like matchup. the worst place for a quarterback. Yeah, I didn't put him in my top 15 this week. Uh, at, at Denver isn't super easy for Watson either. No, so no, uh, That's not great. But so, you could see a shootout in Denver. At Buffalo, it's just going to be brutal. Uh, it's horrible. I know. Over under 37 and a half in today's NFL, that's like 27 and a half uh, in the past. I mean, that's, that's yeah. crazy. And, and the other place, uh, Dallas and Tennessee, those are terrible teams, and they're playing each other. Those are terrible teams to have quarterbacks in involved. Well, at least that's not on prime time, a standalone game or something. Yeah. But thankfully, that's yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I could. My point is, I could see Tampa Bay and Fitzpatrick. I, I don't feel confident late giving the points to Carolina. No, it's normally a spot. I haven't I found that. any that I'm using yet. That the, none of these okay. would I use. Okay. 
Uh, Miami minus three against the Jets. Who'd you take there? Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. If you're looking for a credit card that fits your lifestyle, look no further. U.S. Bank has credit cards that make every day rewarding, no matter what you're into. Feeling hungry? Check out the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Earn four times points on takeout, food delivery, and dining. And get two times points at gas stations, grocery stores, and on streaming. That'll keep your wallet and your mouth full. Big spender? The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card has a low intro APR for large purchases or balance transfers. And you call the shots with the U.S. Bank Cash Plus Visa Signature Card. Choose two categories each quarter. Earn 5% back on your first $2,000 of eligible purchases from those categories. So don't just get a credit card. Get the right card to make every day more rewarding. Cash back, merchandise, travel rewards, and low intro APRs are waiting. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. The creditor and issuer of these cards is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc., and the cards are available to United States residents only. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. I laid the points here. Um, I've been giving Sam Darnold on the road. I really liked the Bears last week. The more I thought about it, I'm like, we should be on them. I was disappointed I didn't talk you into using them in the Super Contest. And, uh, you know, coming off two losses, and Osweiler hasn't been horrendous. So, um well, I just went with the home team here. But this is obviously what the spread should be. Yeah, I, I made the spread three. I, I picked the team with the better quarterback, which is Osweiler, and that was basically it. Okay. All right. Um, next one. How uh, fucked up Atlanta, is that? How fucked up is that with your third overall pick? And somebody says, yeah. I'm going with the better quarterback, Osweiler. That's a huge – that's a slap in the face. If you're a Jets fan, you shouldn't take that line down. Yeah. You, you do mean right now, clearly. But uh, Atlanta getting uh, – I, I, I mean, Osweiler's uh, Darnold's ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> if only he could reach that potential. Atlanta getting one and a half in Washington. He's a short, they're a good defense, but the offense is more important than the defense. And I just think Atlanta is such, I mean, Alex Smith, I don't even know how that team is even where it is. I think Atlanta is going to win this game outright. Yeah, uh, reflexively, I'm like, oh, less than a thin three at home. You know, it'll be ugly, but Atlanta outside of the door, the door outdoors. But then I thought about it and I changed my pick here. Clearly, Atlanta, they're the better team than their record indicates, obviously. Washington, well, Alex Smith's averaged 187 passing yards the last four wins. They're playing high of the quarterback. Maybe AP goes off again. He certainly looks good. It well, AP like was running. I was talking to Joe. He looked like he was carrying his back leg, like he was dragging his leg when he was running for that touchdown against the Giants. Like, he has like a hitch or something, like a groin strain. He was, he was Damn, dragging yeah. his foot behind him. I was like, dude, how is this guy running? He's just such a good athlete that he was able to run with like a hitch and still get in the end zone. That's Sanford out there, Fred Sanford out there. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm not going to doubt him for this, this matchup too. But maybe the Falcons defense got healthier over the bye. So totally with you. Let's use the Falcons. Fire okay. him up for our Super Contest. Definitely. Okay, um, that's one. Chicago, I don't know what we used in the in your unstaffed picture, beating the book what you used, but Chicago's up to minus 10 in Buffalo. So it was nine and a half what I used. I, I, I like Buffalo at this line. I mean, come on, man. Trubisky's going to get eaten up by that defense. I mean, they may do some trickery. Tariq Cohen will probably have a good game because they'll, be, they'll just be doing all this gadget stuff there. But this is going to be a grinded out hell game. And I, I like the Bills getting crazy points. Yeah, I mean, obviously Peterman's the problem, but I mean, the, the Patriots kind of struggled there in Buffalo. So I'm I'm willing to use this, but obviously we'll reserve the right to to look at with like right. that. If it's ten, I mean, I, I'm totally. I mean, come on, the Bears laying ten on the road—that's sixteen. The Bears aren't yeah. that kind of team. They're not that kind I, of the team. Bills, the Bills have a good defense, not even just an okay defense. Yeah, they're a good, a good defense. defense. Yeah. And in Buffalo, it could be cold, windy. It could. I mean, 
it's just insane. I, I would I made the line minus seven, and I I even thought that was aggressive. Yeah, we don't need it to be ten. We don't need it to be ten. Actually, we're using the Bills. Okay, right, it's just, using, yeah. Uh, I, who the fuck would lay the points with the Bears? Jesus. Yeah, I, I didn't love a best bet this week, but I did use our next one, Houston, uh, getting one in Denver. I I used the Broncos. Houston I, I, killed the me. Broncos are one of my top few. I, I the okay. Bron- Broncos. I mean, maybe the Texans have turned some kind of corner, but and the offensive line did play much better against the Dolphins' defense. I've never seen a no-show like that. I've never seen easier touchdowns. It was like they were coming back. The Dolphins had a chance, and it was like, oh, here's a touchdown to Will Fuller. Here's a touchdown to Andre Hopkins. No one's going to cover him. No big deal. Lamar Miller, here's, here's a 30-foot uh, gap in the line he can just run through. It was I've never seen a defense not show up worse than the Dolphins did last week, but I don't think the Texans, you know, maybe their, te- their line's better than we thought, but I think the Broncos will get after them at home, and uh, I, I like the Broncos a lot. Yeah, I think their offensive line is playing better, but no Will Fuller, and it's still a suspect offensive line. And uh, Watson, who knows how truly healthy he is. So look at the last two home games Denver's played. They played the Chiefs really closely, the Rams closely, <laughs> even in that last game in Kansas City. So I think Denver is obviously the quarterback could be a problem. They traded Demarius Thomas, which is interesting, the team they're playing. But, uh, yeah, I'd say let's use, let's use the Broncos. So That's a real lack that, of respect. When the team trades you, the team yeah. is playing that week, they're like, oh, yeah. Uh, and really we get the bonus of trading him to the other team. He's so bad, they'll probably drop three passes in this game. Right, and just let Sutton, Sutton go off. Um, all right, what's the next one? The, the L.A. Chargers getting one and a half in Seattle. Yeah, I made this zero. I made this a pick em. And... The Chargers are a better offense and a better defense. Now, you, the negative here is Seattle's a very tough place to play, and the Chargers have a, you know, the institutional memory of the Chargers is every kind of way to lose, every kind of way to implode, and at a bad venue where things like that happen, it makes you a little nervous. But the Chargers are just a, a better team by a decent margin than the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure that's true. The the char- the Rams have only, I'm sorry, the Seahawks have only played two of their seven games at home so far. They uh I don't know, I think they're actually a decent team and I actually have a strong feel for them, but I will not fight for them in any way against the Chargers because man, that team could win the Super Bowl or or lose to anyone any given week. So I, I this is a stay away for well, me. But man, lost, I don't know. Only, it's not any given week. The only teams they've lost to are the Chiefs and Rams. That's true. That's true. So you're a buyer in them this year. You don't think that they I know, you're I wasn't. saying the institutional I was, memory. Yeah. I was maybe. I was going with the institutional memory. I was going with this team is gonna oh the sabermetric guys love them. You know, we'll see them come up short, but I got off that train after a few games seeing them. Russell just, Wilson plays better in the second half, man. He was running around, he looked so good at home. Uh I don't know. I think this should be a fun game, man. It, it, it's funny that no one's even talking about this game, but this could be a really good game. But the next two we haven't even talked about are so good. So you wouldn't want to like fight to use the Chargers, though, would you? Nah, probably not. Well, we'll see. We'll see where we're at. Okay. Here's another one that I have a feel for. Um, I probably shouldn't because it just be a, such a fun game. But over under at 60 points, Rams uh, getting a point and a half in New Orleans. This this was so my biggest coin flip for Raiders Niners. That was a total coin flip. And then this was the other one. I ended up taking the Saints, but I didn't feel good about it. I made the line two and a half. It's one and a half. That's not like a major important difference, but. Thought you know the Rams are slightly better. They shouldn't get the full three, but it's a game at the Saints. They're obviously going to be up for this. They you know they traded for Eli Apple. Not that he's anything special. He got a bunch of pass interference penalties last week, but I think their defense is coming around. I think it's going to be a, t- a tough game, but I took the Saints. 
Yeah, I did too. It is tough to win their way. They're going shooting for their seventh straight win, but man, that's impressive. Just winning in Baltimore, in Minnesota. I pegged you know them as one of the big four teams last week, and this was awesome that they immediately face each other. I just the home field is a difference for me here. So uh, I less than three. Uh, I, I took the Saints out. I would consider using them here, but you're probably right that this is more of a coin flip. So Cooper uh, Cup is back. You know the offense really took a hit. Yeah. When he was out. He'll be back, and like they just added uh, what's his name, the guy from Jacksonville. Dante Fowler. Fowler, so, like, yeah. It's just yeah. not that he was playing they're that well, awesome. but it's just right. They're awesome. It's a sick. Yeah. You know, when, when they'll be really sick, they get cut back this week. If they ever get uh, Akib to lead back 100%, then they're going to be really sick. God, I had the Rams at the end of a, of a pretty decent sized teaser last week and Gurley going in DFS. That was crazy, that second half that game. I was very into the Rams and very frustrated watching them the first half. The team they played, the Packers, they now get to travel to New England on Sunday night football. Uh, Patriots favored by six, another super high over-under. That'll be another awesome game. Who, who do you like their list? I like the Packers. I like a couple things about them. One is Aaron Rodgers got to be so pissed. Ty Montgomery, they traded his ass after he t- – yeah, I mean, yeah. The Packers beat the Rams in L.A. How lucky week. was that? Oh, it's so I great. mean, come on. That's if Aaron so Rodgers lucky. comes back so on the field lucky. with two minutes it, with just needing a field goal, that game is over. The only thing yeah, they, like they, I said, a teaser. I just needed him to win, so I was so happy. That. I, I, I knew it was over. I don't know what McVay was doing – Giving willingly giving Rodgers the ball back up just two with two minutes left. I mean, he was calling back-to-back run plays at the end there. That was kind of frustrating. Honestly, if you're the Rams, you almost let them score a touchdown one play so you could just score the last touchdown, right. then Very let him run out the clock. It's like so certain that he's going to get a field goal. So he was pissed. I, I think they're, they figured out something on defense. They shuffled around their secondary, got one, uh, the rookie, I forget his name, the corner. That Jair Alexander. Yeah, and he was like, the, he was yeah. everywhere, you know. So, I mean, I think, you know, they're not necessarily going to repeat that. But it's just the defense played much better. Aaron Jones got going. I think you get rid of Ty Montgomery. McCarthy's dumb enough to do anything. But Aaron Jones looks like an elite running back. Every time I see that guy run, I'm like, this guy's really good. He never goes down. He's fast, breakaway speed. I mean, they get him going. Rodgers pissed off about that thing. The defense playing better. I think six is too much. So I like the Packers here. I'd consider using them. Uh, I took the Packers as well. Um, I'm hoping the 25 or so snaps that Ty Montgomery leaves will go to Aaron Jones, but I'm not been totally considering it. But yeah, he looks really good, right? And uh, New England, they'll be better at home this week. But maybe the I know Buffalo's defense is pretty good, but was the loss of Sony Michelle that big? I had Kenyon Barner ranked top 25 in my weekly rankings. That was a disaster. I mean, the total total disappear job, but. We'll see if Michelle comes back, and I think I wouldn't be shocked if they just come out and just look awesome in prime time at home. But Aaron Rodgers getting uh, nearly a touchdown, uh, I would consider using them too if you want to. Last yeah, I one, I, Monday I, I night. Don't think, I don't think the Packers will be blown off the field. I mean, sometimes and Rodgers is definitely better at home, but weather's not an issue yeah, they, for the Packers. Yeah, look, their resume is pretty bad on the road this year, but last week they certainly played the Rams to the very, very end in LA. So, so there's that. So, the other one, Monday night, Tennessee getting six and a half in Dallas. I really like the Titans. I mean, these are to me like basically the same team. They're like the quarterbacks are similar, the way they play is similar, the whole style of the game is similar, and it's going to be super low scoring. That makes six and a half like a much bigger line than it would be on a high scoring game. And you know they played toe to toe with the Chargers in London, and we're right there at the end. I think six and a half is too much for this Cowboys team. I like the Titans a, a decent amount. Yeah, Dallas has been really good at home this year, and Tennessee's been a typical team I fade. But this one was actually the one I was most off when I said I guessed the lines. 
Uh, it didn't cross a key number, but, but I think I guessed four or something. So I was off, you know, two and a half or three points. So I'm with you. So let's take the, the Titans and that will be our fourth that I've marked down. So yeah, I made it four and um, a half and six and a half. Again, it's not a key number, but with this low scoring type of game, that's kind of significant, you know, 21, 17, 17, 13, those things like that. That's easily Dallas winning by four or five. It's just, I don't think it's going to be a, a lot of scoring in the game. So, all right. So we've got the, Let's go. Let's go and, and summarize what we have. We're definitely taking the Broncos, Falcon. Falcons, and what else? Bills, Bills, and Bills Broncos, Falcons, Titans, and then yeah. it's either the Packers, the Chargers. Yeah, I say no to Chargers. Okay, fine. So Packers mm-hmm. or um, or Browns. Yep. Or Dolphins. That's the one I was going to say. Packers, Browns, or Dolphins, or Ravens. Yep. We agree on a lot of games this week. Uh, I don't know what that means, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm okay with all those. I don't feel strongly. I, Mine I, would I'm probably be the Packers. I, I know it's crazy to go against the Patriots because their record is so good, but I just like the spot. I think the Patriots will win. Like Mike McCarthy will do something stupid. They'll have. Here's how I think it'll happen. The Packers will have the game won, and McCarthy will be up three and fourth and one from like the 11-yard line with a minute and a half left, and he'll kick a field goal to go up six. And then Brady will get the ball, and the, Pac- and the Patriots will win by one. That's the kind of game I think it'll be. You're right. There are going to be pissed. You're right. I'm forgetting that just how frustrating that last it's game was. It's fucking bullshit, right, and they got rid of that guy. Yeah. The guy's not even on their team. Just totally fucked him. All you had to do is kneel on the ball, dude. Give him the ball. It's so easy. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I want to go ugly with the Browns, but the Chiefs team is pretty sick. So let's take Packers. Okay, let's do Packers. Right, right. The Browns Done. sounds great until like Pat Mahomes is just calmly, you know, calm he is out there carving <laughs> right. them up, and Tyreek Hill has like a ninety-yard yeah. touchdown, and you're like, yeah. oh, Jesus, what am I doing with this? Yeah. With the Browns, it's and, dumb. And I think like Tyreek Tyreek Hill like returned fully to practice or something. Like yeah, there's exactly. some question about him. Yeah. So don't, yeah, let's don't, stay away don't fuck okay, with the Chiefs. Cool. I, I'm yeah. taking the Browns, but okay. I don't want them in okay. the super contest. Cool. All right, I'm happy with this five. All right, cool. And we even have two primetime games at night. Uh, so, uh, all right, cool. So Falcons, Bills, Broncos, Packers, and Titans. Done. That's a five and zero. Oh those are like those are the before. those are kind of the games that I like the most anyway, just myself. So. All right, cool, man. All right, that. that's um. What do I have for you? Nothing other than I'm going to this yeah Thursday night game. Please think of me when you look at this uh, historically awful game on prime time. And uh, what about yourself? There's a uh, I know voting coming up obviously next week. So do you have anything uh, politically to say? I'm not really that up on this. I mean, like in California, that's mostly you know Democrats get elected, and I'm not. I can't really root for the Democratic Party anymore. I don't root for the Republican Party. Never have. I don't think I've ever voted for a Republican. But I can't really. I'm not on team anymore, man. I'm just. I just can't. So. No, I, be, I totally I'm not, agree. I've just yeah. dropped out of that. I just don't. I don't like them. There's a couple funny things. There's a guy who wrote an article on it. I didn't retweet it, but he wrote an article basically how the media, and everyone knows this, but people don't realize it to the extent this guy wrote about it is that, you know, the media has made a lot of money in the last couple of years since Trump's been elected. It's been very good for news outlets. There's just a lot of attention, a lot of talking heads, a lot of predictions, a lot of oh, we've got the latest indictment. Oh, we've got the latest thing. Oh, it's going to drop. This is the end. This is the end. And they did this compilation for like two and a half minutes on YouTube of all the times that Trump, this was it. This is the bombshell. This is the, Mueller's got him. You know, now like, where's that? <laughs> like, what happened to all that? Are you, wait, was that real? Like, it was like a certainty a minute ago. Like, now you don't even mention it. It's really weird. It, that's not normal that things like that happen. Okay, and so there's that. And this article basically wrote, and you start to understand why, that, the media's made so much money and got so many clicks 
on just bashing Trump. He's just like the pinata for the liberal media. It's just they love it, and the audience loves it, and everything that comes up, every story. And they can't really do a, a positive story like, oh, well, the stock market. It's always like, well, the stock market went down today due to his tariffs, right? And maybe that is true. I don't know. I have no idea why. You know, I don't know enough about the economic connection between tariffs and the stock market. But there, there's never like anything positive at all. You know, he pardoned that one woman who was in prison and nobody ever said, oh, that's, you know, that's a really good thing. Or, you know, maybe that was a for show, but there's just nothing positive. And it's not, I think it's because that's just not the brand anymore. If you're a news outlet, a mainstream news outlet, and you start reporting positive things about Trump, unless you're like Fox News, which has been doing propaganda for the other side for years, your audience just doesn't want to hear that shit. They have zero interest in hearing anything positive about Trump. Zero. None. And they only have interest in your audience wants to hear all the terrible things he's doing and how bad he is and how racist he is and how divisive he is. But as a result, like, it's the media that's just amplifying everything divisive and emphasizing that. And it's, like, actually dividing people. Like, it's making it worse. And and, because that's where the money is. I mean, in the end, like, these are not there's no news. It's not the news. It's, it's a business. The news business is a business and they don't, it's not about like, Oh, let's just give like the news. It's let's this, let's get this, you know, we have this giant spectacle that attracts so much attention and he does it, you know, he thrives on it. Let's keep that going. And it has gotten to a point where, I don't know, maybe I'm going to cut a lot of this. It's not because it's controversial, but because it's uncontroversial, it's kind of boring, but it is now just fake news. I mean, he's, he's, it's become what he said it was. It might not have been initially, but they're just, it's like people who believe in, in wrestling is a real thing in professional wrestling. They're rooting for it and shouting, going crazy and getting indignant over stuff that, it, to me, it's like, it's like professional wrestling at this point. Yeah, I hear you. First of all, backtracking real quick, the, it's annoying that the Mueller investigation isn't released before that Tuesday's election, but my oh, it's never going to be released. Group. They said they may never release yeah. the details. They no, may never really? release the details. It, it, I didn't. Uh, I just heard the complaining about the timing. But you're saying never now. They're saying, well, well, dude, well. it's been two years. I mean, yeah. come on. Uh, the, you know what the the tip off was? Is, is, you might remember Ted Bell's podcast where he he had George Papadopoulos and he like broke down like, yep, what yep. that was all about, and it was like such a nothing thing. It was like so ridiculous. It was like embarrassing that they even indicted that guy. That guy was even part of it. Yep. If you have to do that and get a guy who's really done nothing. And make him, you know, and advertise that he's part of your investigation. Come on. If you had right, the goods, right. you would never waste your time with that guy. You would get the people who were doing really nefarious stuff on, you know, espionage type stuff on behalf of the Russians or foreign governments or whatever. You wouldn't be pulling in guys who did tax fraud or did some other thing like has nothing to do with the election, the campaign. They were doing all this stuff. It's, I, I don't think, I mean, it's not in the news anymore. Why is it in the news? I, I don't right. think we're ever going to hear about this again. It, it'll be like a footnote. It'll be like, oh, yeah, I think it's done. So uh, I, it, you're probably right about that. So I personally grew up like in a farming community and definitely a Republican family. And, and so I was definitely Republican. Then off to college and, and changed and became a Democrat and was certainly happy with Obama and all that. But I guess I would consider myself a free agent again, just like you just said. And boy, it seemed to be a tough time to be given given the news right now, as you're saying, and the media skewing things and 
I don't know, man. I, I lean to you for a lot of my political stuff, and that could be a dangerous <laughs> good luck, thing. Good luck very, very that. dangerous. Yeah, that's, it's very, very dangerous. But yeah, where we sit is a, is a, it's a, I don't know. It's an interesting time and precarious. But and uh, Obama yeah. too. Don't get me started on Obama, like who I donated for and voted for in two thousand eight and volunteered for. What a disappointment. He's out there like saying all this stuff, and some of it's true. He's obviously a, a really good speaker, but and people are retweeting the stuff he's saying. He's a very good like. He's just articulating and critical. And they're like, I love Obama, blah, blah, And he's saying all this stuff about the middle class and all this stuff. And I want to like, I, 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 don't, I don't get involved in on Twitter as much as I used to. And I want to say, if only this guy were ever in a position of power, think about all the good he could have done. <laughs> you know, it's like, really? You're like, what did you do? You didn't do shit, right? It's like that healthcare law is horrible. Do you know how expensive it is now because of that horrible healthcare law? I mean, it's, it's just like, do you know how much the, stock, the stocks of healthcare companies have gone up since... Uh, Obama passed that law, Obamacare. Like the the market overall went up like threefold. You know, like it, most stock. You know, the S and P is up like one hundred and ninety percent. These stocks are up eight hundred percent. Oh, what a coincidence! You know, I mean, it's just the, the healthcare stocks. The the all the healthcare providers are are going crazy. The, so it's like, oh yeah, this guy, he's got the answers. Great. Yeah, if only we're in a position of power to have helped the middle <laughs> class. Yeah, he's right. Trump doesn't give a shit about the middle class, but. Dude, like you were too—you were too much of a nutless monkey to, to tweet that, though. I, you know what, I've been—I've been doing less political tweets because I've been starting to think that that it's mostly like just a a dopamine rush, like yeah, this feels good, and I'm gonna say this. But you're actually just filling your feed with stuff that it's not really something that is valuable. You know what I mean? It's unless it's really funny. Or really informative, or really sharp. I'm not just going to tweet the dopamine rush, and the thing that's like, yeah, I agree with this. I'm tweeting this, you know, because if you see something political, and you're a person like me, and you sort of want to put it in the face of people who had argued with you before, or like we're wrong about this, and it's like proof that you're right. That's not a good reason to tweet something, you know. You want to, I save that for the podcast, but it, I, you want to, you want to just tweet stuff that's like interesting or informative and so i have to resist the urge to just give into the uh the dopamine rush and and sort of think like more in terms of what would i want to read if i'm reading this feed you know like not want to read like oh what's going to please me but more like what would be interesting to me or what would be stimulating you know so i i try to be like a think of it more like that so sometimes i just have restraint these days all right, let's end on that note. It's a great motto of this week's episode of the podcast. Don't give in to the dopamine rush. I like don't, it. Don't, yeah. Do, I mean, don't be a nutless monkey and like, you know, pull punches if, if something needs to be said. But yeah, don't, don't give in just for the dopamine rush. All right, man. Let's do it. Five and oh, I like it this week. Actually, no, you know, let's, I feel good about this week. Than, very different than last week. No, no, Three I feel much and, better. Uh, I feel no, much better. Yeah. We got super lucky on the Cardinals. Yeah, we really did. All right, man. All right, good take time. it easy, Don. All right, man. All right, later, later. Later. later.